and it made me realize that the beer is really just the byproduct. The real product was the community in this little little cozy cozy space that not you know we didn't do this our our staff and our customers and you know Wichita did this I'm going to Wichita I'm just a boy from Kansas Not not my to run with the Welcome back to another episode of the Witch Live Podcast. My name is Landon. Our first sponsor today is Il Primo Espresso Cafe. El Primo has an extensive menu of food and drinks, so if you want to cool down this summer with an iced coffee or keep it hot, they've got you covered. Stop by their location at Woodlawn and Central or downtown on the first floor of the Epic Center. Today's guest is Stacy Ward-Latin. Stacy and her husband Tori own and operate Hopping Gnome Brewing on Douglas, which they opened in 2015. We talk about why they got into the brewing industry, the ups and downs of running a business, their upcoming seven-year anniversary party, and much more. Enjoy my conversation with Stacy Ward-Latin. I'm here with Stacey Ward-Latin. How are you doing, Stacey? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Can you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So uh, I am a Wichita native, so I'm from here, and actually met my husband, Tori, um, in college. We both went to Fort Hayes State University, okay. so out in Hayes, and I uh, have a background in nonprofit, and he has a background in AutoCAD, worked for an engineering consultant firm, so neither one of us have any business background at all <laughs> or experience, um, but he was a home brewer, and we decided to... Uh, we were either going to leave and he was going to you know, leave Wichita and he was going to get a job maybe brewing somewhere else sure. uh, and then decided we wanted to start um, a little taproom vibe here in Wichita. Um, so we opened in 2015 and getting ready to celebrate seven years. And uh, we were actually the first tap room to open in Wichita that didn't serve food, meaning, you know, sure. focus on the beer, yeah. not, not food. So, um, yeah, it's been uh, quite the journey. I've been uh, full time doing the marketing events and social media uh, with the brewery for the last three years. Cool. Um, yeah. So very cool. That's awesome. That's a <laughs> great start off point. Yeah. Um, where do you go to high school? Uh, Valley Center. Okay, very cool. I'm from Andover, so yeah. we've always played you guys in sports and yep. stuff. That's awesome. Um, and was your husband from Wichita? Or? No, he's from Lyons. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Small okay. town. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you guys, you went to school in Hayes, is that correct? Yes. So was your major nonprofit, or what was your so, major? Yeah, so I, uh, my undergrad was psychology. Okay. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then I got a master's in organizational leadership. Very so cool. it was a teacher's assistant, kind of worked um Worked for uh, the Center for Civic uh, Leadership and got really involved involved civically and mm-hmm. um, I, but I just loved kind of the nonprofit side so moved here I worked for the uh, YWCA which is now the Wichita Family Crisis Center for a couple years and got involved in a lot of domestic violence work and women's issues yeah. and uh, then I worked at Girl Scouts for about five oh, years cool. and uh, my the, my only job that was on the uh, corporate side was at Zernco, which is okay. a general contractor here in town. Um, and I did the marketing for that. So I'm out in my hard hat and like yeah, <laughs> safety yeah. vest. I know nothing about construction. I'm like in the way trying to take videos and <laughs> oh, yeah. do the social media. And that was a really fun job. But that's when I realized I needed, we, we had been open for about a year here and uh-huh. I need to, needed to focus more on the business. And they were great. I worked for Scott Marco and Ashley Till and they were amazing. And uh, they let me like do things, you know, yeah. for the, for the brewery why I was at work and that was really great but I just it just 
I knew something was just missing here. I needed to have I needed to have more of a voice for you know on the on the social media posts, and right. I needed to be the face. Um, Tori realized that he had to be here sure. a lot more, yeah. like focusing on not just brewing but cleaning, and and then we were able to hire some staff to you know run the tap room. But it just there was just kind of something missing. So I think being able to to get away and be able to do this full time was um, was kind of a good turning point. So that was like year two. Okay, cool. Yeah. Was that nerve wracking to kind of make the leap to full time? Yes. It was very scary. Well, he thought we opened in um, we opened summer of 2015, and he thought he was going to work his full time job at MKC until okay. uh, January. Is was his plan, or you know, the, through the yeah. holidays, um, and he resigned in uh, September. <laughs> so because he, he was like brewing at night, right? And, oh, I'm sure that was uh, difficult. Yeah, yeah and, and they were amazing. They were like, "We hate to see you leave, but we're so excited for you." And we'll, we'll and be there the, to grab a beer. <laughs> yeah, they come in and have meetings, and yeah, our um, our jobs were really great about it. And when we had soft openings we had our you know our companies that we worked for come in and that was and they still come in and it was it was really great so we we were lucky to have that support I think that's you know tough sometimes um and that's that's one of the greatest pieces pieces of advice that we received and that we will give other small business owners or people that are going into you know going into the the world of small business is um Andrew Goff from Reverie Mm -hmm. Uh, told us just leave your job just if you can I mean if you can when you can just get out because you just you need to be yeah. focused on this or you'll, you're never going to do it well sure so now I, that hits home I'm so I work at Coke full-time I'm an engineer um, but do a lot of the Wichita mm-hmm. Life stuff on the side between the podcast and the mm-hmm. email and everything else and it's like eventually I would like to do it full-time so it's like at some point I'll have to make that decision and it's definitely hard it's like it makes me wonder like Okay, replacing like uh, engineer income. I'm the sole kind of proprietor in the family. We've got two little girls. It's like there's a lot of risk there, but it's like at what point? It's like if I'm doing that full time, mm-hmm. can you make it that much better? And I'm sure that's kind of where you guys like. If you yeah. go full time, how much better? It's not twice as much. It's probably ten times as much. Yeah, improvement you can make. But for sure, and I did, and I kept working for a couple of years, just you know, the first couple of years, yeah. just to have you know, for sure, health insurance and everything. But yeah. then you know, it was yeah. Then we just made the leap and. <laughs> figured out that we could do it that's awesome and, yeah you know it's yeah so it's not going to be for everybody right away but sure. that is a piece of advice that um we took to heart and definitely um and it helped him tremendously as soon as as soon as he was able to be here and, and i think it was really neat for him he tells a story a lot of uh you know walking in with you know the back door walking into mm-hmm. the to the brew house and being like this is what i get to do every day like this that is, is really me going cool, yeah. to, you know it's 8 a.m or 7 a.m or whatever <laughs> and this is me like going to work that is so. pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> so how did this scale up? So you start homebrewing. Is it like one little batch? Like I've never homebrewed, but I've had my friends homebrew, and it's awesome. It's <laughs> yeah. cool. That's kind of a fun hobby. Um, how does that scale up? You're like one batch, eventually a few batches. Your friends are like, this is awesome. This tastes really good. Then you want to open it? Like, what is that step? What are yeah. the steps like? Yeah, so he started homebrewing in 2010. Okay. Um, so we were, you know, graduated from college and lived here. Um you know, both moved, I moved back. I didn't want to move back to Wichita, by the way. I wanted to like go <laughs> to Kansas City story. or something. Yeah. Yes, and but of course, uh, you know, when you graduate uh, college during a recession, it was difficult. And he he was already working here. He had an internship at MKEC. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Stayed here. Um, of course, he's from a small town, so this is like a big city to him. Sure. And you know, I just kept trying to like Kansas City or Denver, or some you anywhere know, somewhere about, else. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, ended up, like, moving in with my parents that first summer after college and, like, you know, working my first job. And I loved it. And they, like, loved that I was back. Yeah. But then just realizing, like, we're here. Um, and then so we bought a house and did the whole thing um, and got married. And 
Um, but yeah, so he started in 2010. Uh, he's like, I just, I want a hobby, but I want a hobby that like, if I'm going to spend money on something and spend time on something that I can like, that use yeah, like something yeah. That, and it's like yeah it will save money going to the liquor store things like that yeah for sure so and had some friends at homebrew and actually um some of the guys that he worked with at mkec homebrewed so that's kind of where he got got nice, the idea yeah. and got into it so started in the kitchen very small scale and he started with so you can start there's different ways you can start i don't know all the details sure. i probably shouldn't be the one <laughs> giving these right. details that's but right. you can start with like like an extract Mm-hmm. That's how a lot it started. But he started with all grain. Okay. Um, and he recommends that just because it's it's going to get um, be more, I guess, closer to the real sure. brewing yeah. experience. So um, he just went in, went ahead and started with that and got some recipes, uh, read some books. Uh, I like to joke on our honeymoon, <laughs> um, we were in Hawaii on a beach, and I'm reading, like, some kind of, like, you know, beach novel yeah. or something, and he's reading a book about yeast. That's so funny. <laughs> so um, so that was funny. So started in the kitchen. He quickly moved to the garage. He got a little bit bigger mm-hmm. system in the garage um, because he needed to be out of my way. Yeah, <laughs> He was of always in my way. I would usually, like, go grocery shopping or do something while he was doing that. Um, and then started having, you know, friends over to have the homebrew. And after a couple of years, um, you know, the, our friends always said, you should sell this, which people hear a lot, right? Your friend, oh, right. you could totally sell this. Right, right. Um, and then in 2012, we took a trip to uh, Colorado. So we were in um, visiting like Odell, New Belgium, you know, yeah. Fort Collins, Boulder area. Mm-hmm. And we just loved, I mean, the big breweries were fun, but we just love these like little tap rooms. Yeah. We were, I call it... Um, I call it like a coffee shop vibe with beer. Yeah, it's a great. We just point. had never seen anything like it. We were, we would walk in. Of course, it's a college town, but there were, uh, you know, students doing homework. We saw like people playing board games and people at the bar just like having conversations about beer. There was no food, or there might have been some snacks or like food trucks, which were kind of mm-hmm. new at the time. Here, we're like, ooh, they have food trucks, and this is so neat. And we just started talking, and he's like. He's like, yeah, you know, we should totally, you know, Wichita could use something like like this. Because we were having the conversation of, um, and I tell this story a lot, so I'm mm-hmm. kind of back and forth. But no, yeah, we we're having that conversation of, do we want to stay in Wichita or do we want to leave? Which I think a lot of young couples have. Because we were like, oh, this is so cool. We could totally just leave. And mm-hmm. um, he's like, I really like brewing. And I don't know if I want to set at a desk job for the rest of my life. And I'm like, oh, well, you could totally just, like, get a job somewhere else. And I work in nonprofit. I can work anywhere. Yeah. And he just kept coming back to, yeah, but Wichita could use this. And so I said, are, are you saying we need to start a brewery? And he's like, yeah, crazy, right? And I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> he thought I was going to be like, well, we're not doing that. Right. And I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> so then he goes, oh, crap. So um, started kind of researching more, um, uh, just like Googled business plan template. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> we had no idea. But we um, immediately started working with like the SBA um, Network Kansas. There's a mm-hmm. lot of great, great, great uh, free resources in our community to help us. You know, you can sit down with them. And we got a good start. We have a, his, actually, Tori's sister is in economic development. So she helped us a lot, like get kind of the, the bones <coughs> of the business plan. But then it was t- when it was time to figure out financials, um, you know, we went to the SBA and they helped. So sure. I always say, I mean, you don't even have to have a business plan. You can just go and, and they'll help you. And um, luckily, Tori had a pretty, and I'm, I'm like running summer camps at this point. <laughs> so he's had a, had a more flexibility with his job and he was able to go do a lot of those things sure. and it took a couple of years. We had to do a Kickstarter um, when we decided on this location, we really, we really struggled because we were like, we want to be, you know, old town was already kind of like full. Yeah. Um, there wasn't much in the Delano area at the time. 
Um, and we were just, we just kind of kept coming back to this area. Like we feel like, you know, the donut holes done well, Tanya's had moved over there. Um, you know, and so we just really liked it. Um, this, this had been a vacant spot for a while. Um, so we, we decided on that and we were able to get, uh, funding and, um, get some loans and we're able to get started. We of course didn't account for enough on construction. We needed, (laughs) we needed more money and we just didn't allocate enough in our plan. So, um, we did a Kickstarter and Kickstarter was kind of new at the time. And it was literally like our friends making videos. And this is before you could even like do it with your phone. This is like using their like, you know, actual cameras, digital cameras. Uh, So you can go back. So I'm going to tell her, I always tell people, I'm like, you can, I don't know. I have to tell if you have to like search by video, I think you could do that on Facebook. I don't know. You know, it always changes all the time. But you could go back on Facebook and like search videos and see those original old. I'm going to go look those up. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, they need to raise money. And I'm like standing in here and I'm like, we need a tap room. And uh, we met our goal. And That's that awesome. was pretty awesome. I didn't know so, that. That's really cool. So that was a big, that was a big way. People ask how we get social media followers. Of course, it was a little bit easier back then. You didn't have right. to throw a lot of money at it to get organic right. uh, followers. But that was how. I mean, that was how we got the Facebook, Twitter. We don't do a lot with Twitter, but um, yeah. Instagram was kind of new at the mm-hmm. time. But yeah, we, we were able to just like start posting all about the Kickstarter and getting getting the followers that way. And then we had, um, you know, if you donated so much, you got a pint glass or a That's sticker. That's cool, yeah. Great idea. So then we kind of had a little thing in here where they came in and we hadn't even started construction yet, but we like set up tables and uh, <laughs> they could come pick up either um, yeah. goods or we mailed them or whatever. And so that was kind of how we initially got, got the following, but it took a couple of years. Um, like anything else, you know, any business things mm-hmm. are going to open and like six months later they open kind of thing. So it took us a while, but yeah, 2015, it's hard to believe it's been That's almost awesome. seven years. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't, I, maybe I knew that you guys were kind of the first tap room, but, uh, so I graduated in college. My wife and I graduated Wichita State in May of 2015. Um, we were in town for a while, and then with my job for 2016, we moved away. And when we came back, it felt like it like exploded with like breweries and tap rooms. It just felt I don't know if it was like that before we left, and I just wasn't aware of it. But it felt like that year we like we came back. We're like, what in the world is going on? Like yes. we knew of Hoppy Known before, but like there was a bunch more. What do you think? Do you think? I don't know. Is it just a trend across the nation or a trend mm-hmm. in Wichita? I think it's a trend. You know, we're always a little bit late to things of here course, in Wichita. Yeah. So the, the trend was probably really happening 2013, 2014, okay. where you were seeing little breweries in smaller towns. Sure. You know, it wasn't like just in Colorado. Like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't just like your main, you know, your Colorado and your Oregon. Like, mm-hmm. you were seeing it everywhere. And I think we, um, you know, we, we, we had a little bit of that. I mean, River City is the original right, brewery right. here. It had been, you know, around for 25 years. But, um you know, Wichita Brewing had opened and, and we were, Tori was a part of the Hops Club and they, okay. they still do that. They used to meet at River City. I'm not sure exactly what they do now, but mm-hmm. um, he used, so he was always into like the groups with, you yeah. know, he was in the Homebrewers Association and um, we have a great homebrewers uh, group here and different groups. So he was always kind of a part of that and we watched, you know, Wichita Brewing open their first location and got to go to like a soft opening there with that Hops Club and, um, you know, Walnut River was kind of just getting started when we were thinking yeah. about it. Um, and so, yeah, we were the third brewery to open in Wichita, but the first taproom that didn't nice. have food. Yeah. So, I mean, if you count Walnut River and sure. um, in uh, El Dorado, we were the, the fourth. So, and yeah, now there's nine of us so, okay, in, wow. the, in the region. Yeah. So, 
Um, and even more. I mean, you see small towns everywhere growing. So yeah. I think it was just, it was kind of a trend nationwide and then um, kind of slowly trickled here. And then you also saw a lot of other small businesses opening. That's why we decided to do it. The Wichita flag was becoming a thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, we saw a lot more local, like retail shops and other local, you know, we always, ha- always have a lot of great restaurants, but a lot more local restaurants and bars and coffee shops and things really yeah. emerging during that, I would say 2014 to 2016 yeah. time. And then it's just, it's just grown since then yeah it's been i mean i think a lot of people say that is like the when i was in high school we i graduated in 2011 it was like i don't know if we ever even saw the wichita flag like you know what i mean i don't know if we i knew we had a flag and then now it's like it's everywhere and it is cool to see and it's yeah it was like a short period of time it just like Mm -hmm. blew up it seems like and it's kind of still on the rise there i feel like uh like the city pride and that kind of thing yeah, it is. Like, the buy local, um, and I know it's changed a little bit for, like, the younger generation, but I think for millennials, for sure, it was like, but let's buy local and, yeah. you know, do what we can. And so that was something that really, like, was a driving factor for us. It's like, if we want to if we want to buy, and we try to do that in our business. Of course, we can't buy everything local. A lot of our, right. our grains and hop, you know, hops are from the, you know, Pacific Northwest and things like that. But there there is a local hop company um, outside of Kansas City that we try to get hops from. Sure. Uh, we try to do as much, as mu- you know, from you know, getting our, you know, our towels and mats and our, um, you know, other ingredients and things that we can get locally. We try to just do, you know, work with other small businesses. Mm-hmm. We partner a lot with other small businesses and just do as much as we can. I mean, we all have to order things, you know, yeah. Amazon or whatever, yeah. but you know, <laughs> sometimes that, you know, you have to do those types of things, but right. I think we all, and that's the thing about the brewing community and the small business community in general is I think we, we try to do as much as we can and some are better than others and we could do better. You know, we try to recycle, but we right. could do, we could do better with a lot of those things I think we always want to try to be better, but I think we're all really good at supporting each other and telling each other, oh, have you heard about this, this, you know, we get our whatever from this shop yeah. and you should totally try this. And I mean, he still buys stuff from the home brew- brewing, uh, what's That's brewing cool. yeah. uh, <laughs> shop. Sometimes he's like, I gotta go down to what's brewing just to continue to support that yeah, local, sure. local, uh, home brew, uh, spirit. I yeah, guess, That's really in the cool. Community. Yeah. What was what went into the decision of doing just a tap room versus kind of a full brewery? Was it just keep it simple? What were yeah. you thinking? Um, so when I was like, let's do it, he's like, I don't want to have food. And I was like, oh, no, I have no, you know, I like to cook and stuff, but I'm like, I do not sure. have any. We just didn't have any desire to do the restaurant. It just seemed like a beast we didn't want to yeah. <laughs> we didn't want to yeah. tackle and I am you know it's those who do it do it really well and we just didn't think that we could do it really well we liked the idea and th- and that was kind of a risk because the food trucks were fairly new yeah um that whole concept wasn't even sure how to even you know coordinate that and I was able to just reach out a lot of times on Facebook mm-hmm. and different different um, outlets like that to be able to schedule them and so that's kind of how we started our first when we opened our first food, food truck was actually uh, Prost was Let Em Eat Brats oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like I don't know if people are going to come I just put it on Facebook and we were on the news a little bit I don't know and then <laughs> it's like we opened at five o'clock that Friday and um it was interesting. I was like still putting like glasses on the shelf. I mean, we just like weren't really <laughs> ready to go, but putting, I'm like, Oh, we need to display glasses. So people want to buy glasses. And I was standing on a ladder and I look out the window and you know, that one of me brought setting up and I turned, he's still in the back, like getting kegs and stuff. And I was like, they're coming. And people were like lining up at like four 30 at the door. And we were just packed like the whole weekend. We had very little staff. We were very ill-prepared. My parents were helping do the dishes. I mean, we just, that's, were, we just, that's we, awesome though, we, yeah. did, we did soft openings, but we really didn't know what we were doing. And so I think 
part of that too is why we see a lot of growth. You know, Piatto Pizzeria opened next door, and um, the owner Robert would come in and sit at the bar, and he'd mm-hmm. talk about how he loved making pizza, and he's just been wanting to do this authentic Neapolitan style pizza. He was going to go to Naples and do all these things, but do you think people would buy it? He had us over to his house because he had a yeah. little small oven there, and we're like we ate all the pizza, and we're <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, but I think he saw, and I tell the story a lot, and hopefully he agrees, but <laughs> I think he. You know, we kind of like pushed him to do it and showed him because I was like, if we can do it, you can do it. We don't know yeah. anything about owning a business. So I think there was a lot of that happening in those early years, too. Of sure. Well, hey, if they could do this, maybe I can can do it. And now we part. We still have food trucks sometimes because um, our hours aren't exactly the same. But but yeah, you can literally order a pizza here and they'll, um, you know, Piotr will bring it, oh, awesome. bring it over that. to yeah. you. So it's a great partnership. For sure. Because he was like, well, Makes I want to open yeah. next door to you guys, but you can't have food trucks. And I was like, well, then you're going to have to get pizza over here. You see, <laughs> like a was, slot in the wall. I know. Slide we, it through. we talked about, we have a little bit of a gap between our buildings. Uh, and I was yeah. like, I don't think this, but you can't, you can't take the alcohol over there because uh, of separate liquor licenses. The state and the city do not like that. But um, we've been able to to have that great, and some people think we're like the same business. They don't understand yeah. that we're two different owners, and you know. But we've just created that partnership. I don't really think you that's see awesome. that no, very you don't. many places. That's very, that's very cool. Yeah, so, I didn't even know about that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Um, so how'd you come up with the name Hopping Gnome? Uh, we had other names that we wanted and you know, there's already so many there at the time, lots of new breweries happening everywhere. This is 2012, um, or 20, probably 13, 14 at this point, um, probably 2014 at this point. Uh, yeah. And we were just like, we wanted to be high five brewing because we always high five (laughs) and there's already a high five brewing on like the East coast. And then some home brewers also have like websites and uh, stuff so we just didn't want to do anything that was too close to anybody else yeah. it'd be confusing right. um, my husband has a big red beard and so we were trying to do the whole like map mustache thing was yeah. really popular yeah, was, at yeah. the time so we were like something with that and there's already like a captain red beard <laughs> like home like home brewer somewhere that had like was big on twitter and so yeah. we were just so frustrated and um, we're like well, let's take a break and we went downstairs in our basement. We have a little bar where we had a, a kegerator, had some uh-huh. I, homebrew IPA on tap. And we had this little um, gnome sitting on our our bar. It was a, you know, like they do the bobblehead giveaways at yeah. the Kansas City Royals yeah. games. But it was a little gnome. It's actually up up on our shelf above our door to the right of the exit sign. Uh, so you can come That's see awesome, it. Yeah. Um, and he looked at it. And he ran upstairs and he's like, what about hopping gnome? like hops in the beer gnomes are like known for drinking and i was like i don't we're not gnome people like that's really <laughs> kitschy i don't know i don't know about that i was kind of like yeah. out on the fence about it but i thought it was cute and so we just kind of let it sink in and we looked it up obviously to see if it, there was any other sure. hopping gnome and there's some similar like hoppy gnome gastropubs there's like a happy gnome uh you know kind of like a anchor type thing yeah. where they have food and they yeah. have lots of local beer on tap um things like that around the country but there was nothing that was hopping gnome and there was no breweries right. with that in the name so we went ahead and just did it um and then we worked with chris parks a local graphic designer who's done a lot of a lot of work especially along douglas mm-hmm. um and did our uh logo and he gave us just a couple of options and we just like and we actually had some friends and family like vote <laughs> <laughs> and um you know love the logo and so once i saw the logo i was like okay i'm in um and so most of the gnomes that we have are gifted <laughs> gifted to us uh, I did buy a couple of gnomes just to start with so I could get like yeah. the pictures um, and do the, the Kickstarter videos sure. and all the things. But yeah, we, we knew we didn't want to do, you know, we already had Wichita Brewing, River City Brewing. We didn't want to do anything with like, 
airplanes. Right. We didn't want to do anything that was like too Wichita focused. We thought, uh, you know, what's really the trend with breweries, you know, is the is the funny, funny, great names that mm-hmm. people remember, um, you know, brewery. Bre- Brewers and uh, people in the brewing industry are very interesting, very creative, a lot of grit, a lot of um, they can, you know, kind of make something out of nothing. And so we just thought, well, let's just have something funny that will stand out. Sure. So and we actually so most breweries, this is kind of an interesting fun fact. um, uh, Most breweries go by their like acronyms when they have a long Mm -hmm. name. So we thought we were going to be. Um, HGBC, and we would just call it because we say mm-hmm. like WBC, CSB, yeah. you know, when they open. Like it was, we just, we thought that that's what everybody would just call it because Hopping Gnome is like a lot to say, but people didn't didn't do that. So we started using acronyms like when we first opened, but everybody just called it Hopping Gnome, Hopping yeah. Gnome. And then about, I don't know, after we opened for a couple of months, we started hearing, pe- hearing people say, well, we'll just meet you at the Gnome. Are you going to go to the Gnome? So people started. So we didn't call it that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's So it's actually the customers that started calling it. the best it, kind, yeah. Yeah, calling it the Gnome. So that's us. We're that's the awesome. Gnome. That's the best, like kind of the organic. What, yeah. what do the customers come up with versus, yeah, trying to force something? That's yeah. awesome. That's really cool. Um, what has been the biggest, like, surprise or challenge of operating, running a brewery? Um, I think just... At first, it was just keeping up. I mean, we had no idea that people... We you know, decided on a small tap room because we thought we were going to do our original business plan was like 50, 50, like uh, tap room and then distribution, mm-hmm. like getting kegs out to local bars and restaurants. That's what we thought. We just had no idea that people would even want to come here. Sure. We thought, you know, we might have a few people at the bar. We might have some groups come in and check it out, have some flights, test it out, but they're going to go to like their favorite restaurant or their favorite mm-hmm. bar they already go to and hopefully have it there. So we had no idea. I mean, we couldn't even distribute the whole first year. We were so packed in our, wow. or so, you know, we, yeah. we, we were so busy here and we, um, which is better, you know, better, for us, you know, sales wise right, yeah. to sell it by the pint <clears throat> the here man, yeah. and then the growlers to go were like becoming a popular yeah. thing. And we eventually did crawlers and, uh, yeah. So we, um, I would say we've been, we've been able to grow our distribution and we're about to, but still it's less than 20% of our, of our sales. So we realized when we were like started to get really busy and, you know, full in here all the time, our second week we were open, we had like an IPA and a stout on, <laughs> like the beer was running out. And so that's always Tori's advice to people that are starting a brewery or something, something with a beverage or something to like, make sure you're ready for like the next round of stuff to come right. out. Cause you can't make brew beer. It can't be done in a day. Right. You, know, you have to, yeah. it takes time to make that product. So, um, that was the first challenge was just keeping up with that and realizing that, um, and also that like he couldn't go to work all day, brew the beer and work at the bar. Sure. I was trying to, like I said, I was like at summer camps doing things all day, working at the bar, um, that we needed, we needed some help, but you know, we started with just us and then just like a couple of, you know, part-time bartenders and we still just have five, five bartenders yeah. at this point, um, because we are still small, but I think that was the first challenge is just wow, we, you know, we just had no idea that we yeah. would be, it's great <laughs> that we would be, you know, a popular uh, destination yeah. for people. Um, and now there's enough breweries that there's a lot of, you know, brewery tours sure. that people, you know, and um, so, yeah, I think that's been the, that was an initial challenge and just, just keeping up with the trends. You know, we have to, we, I feel like we've done a really good job of, you know, when you come in here, there's going to be you know, we have five or six like standard beers all the time that you can get. It's consistent. Tori's really good at bringing very consistent, very drinkable beer. 
Um, because that's the thing now is like, how crazy can we get? Right. Can we get like super hoppy, super crazy flavors, sours, everything? You know, he said he was never going to brew a sour. Well, the HBIC sour is like our, one of our top sellers. Right. Right. <laughs> so, you know, and that was something that the customers wanted. Yeah. You know, that was something. So, uh, we like to joke when, um, we're talking to another business owner and they're just like, well, I don't want to offer this. I just want to do this. And we'll be like, it's not about you. <laughs> it's about what they want. You know, the so, customer is always. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think just keeping up and cause you always want to have something new, but it's like, we can't tap a new beer every day. Right. So I think just having that balance of people want to be able to come in and have our Amber, but they also want to try something new. For so sure. just, that's been just kind of like the ongoing, we have a pretty good system going, but, um, and sometimes beers don't turn out, you know, that doesn't happen very often, yeah. but Sometimes things don't go as planned and I have events planned and I have pictures and I have logos and I have, you know, beer labels and things don't always uh, work out. So just being able to, um, you know, adjust as needed and um, just kind of go with the flow and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes, too, though, when you're experimenting and kind mm-hmm. of push the limit. It's not always going to turn out right, and that's okay, because yeah. otherwise you wouldn't get some of the good stuff that you surprises yeah. you. So, <laughs> um, What is new at Hopping Now? What's been new maybe the last couple of years? What's coming up? What's yeah. going on? So we started, like I said, the Sours were kind of a new, um, after we were open for a few years, we started with the HBIC Sour, and we rotate the fruit flavors, so there was mm-hmm. always something new. Um, and then we added the Salty <laughs> Gnome, which is a which is a goes style, um, which is like a salty sour mm-hmm. um so it's similar but has kind of a so we do um, different flavors with that and so that's something um that's been very popular so it's kind of a we kind of started introducing uh since since then some more series so one the biggest question we get that the bartenders get mm-hmm. and have since we open what's your lightest beer you get okay. that all the time at beer fest yeah here in the tap room and so we notice that a lot of times in the summer we have um, some kind of light seasonal beers. Cause we, like I said, we have standard beers and then we have seasonal beers. Yeah. Um, but like in the winter, we might not have a very light beer. Right. So it's like the Amber, the ESB. Well, those are a little, little maltier. I sure. wouldn't consider them super light. They're, right. they're, um, easy to drink. A lot of, you know, uh, you know, domestic beer drinkers like those, but mm-hmm. that's not, when they say what's your lightest beer, that's not a good answer. Right. And so, um, we decided, this fall kind of came up with a plan that we would do a light beer series. So we call it the gnome light series and we'll rotate. So it's be, it'll still be new, fresh seasonals, but, um, so we can do more of them mm-hmm. instead of just having like one light beer on all the time. Um, we'll have, you know, just different, different light beers on. Yeah. And so that way, when anybody asks what's your lightest beer, we always have something on. So sure. we started that in January. So uh, around Kansas day, at the end of January, every year we do a, a wheat beer and so where we use some Kansas hops and yeah. do some local ingredients um, just to have some kind of fresh and light to start the year. So that was kind of the beginning of our series. Um, and we decided to call it Ope. <laughs> if, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you know, if you know, oh, you know. The oh, Ope, let me uh, the squeeze Ope. right by you. Yeah. So um, and we worked with a local. We love working with local artists yeah. and um, Jelly Chavez, um, who did the Ope mural over yeah. at yep. Art House 310. Um so I reached out and was like, I know I don't want to do the exact mural, but can you like, you know, so she made us a label with it said Oak Wheat and it's has a little bison and a little gnome <laughs> on it. So we made shirts, of course. Um, so that was kind of the beginning. And then we 
we have our Caddy Kolsch, which is really popular spring, summer. Um, he's working on some new, some new light beers. Um, working on a Pilsner, which is a lager, which is different than an ale. It has sure. to be fermented at a different temperature. And so, but lagers is what you know, the Pilsners, right. you know, the domestic beers that are. And, a lot, and that's what's interesting about, I just mentioned how crazy we can get with the, with the ingredients in the beer. But then also, it's kind of going the other way where the trends right now, where, especially with the younger people, they're like, I just want like a beer that tastes like beer. I just want a light, sure. crisp beer. Yeah. And so he's working on some, some lagers, um, some new blondes. We're actually, he's working on um, hoping to have, hopefully all these turn out, by the way, <laughs> hoping <laughs> to have a rice beer. Um, that's something that's really light. Great Divide used to do a really good one called Samurai. I don't think they do that one anymore, but it's just, it's just super light, super crisp. Um, so yeah, so we always, and they're on it for about two months and then we go to the next one. So Gnome Light Series. Nice. So if you're looking for light beer, we always have something for you. That's a great idea. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, another reason we're talking today is because you're about to turn seven mm-hmm. and so you're having a celebration so can you talk a little bit about that yes yeah, so uh june 25th we have a big community party um and we decided this is the third year to do this big outdoor party so the first few years we were open we would just call it anniversary week and we'd have something and we have anniversary beers that we tap every year um, and so we'd like tap the beers every day and do different events to get different people in. And it was great, but we we're such a small space. And we were like, we just want to spread out. We just want to go. It's summer. Mm-hmm. We just want to go outside. And so we talked to, um, to the guy, this would have been 2018, mm-hmm. uh, went to talk to our neighbors on the corner, Eminem Insurance, cause they have a great big parking lot in the back. And we're like, it's a Saturday. You're not, you know, it's not a day. Can you, of course you can use it. This That's is awesome. great. So, um, it's a lot of work. I will say because, um, any, anybody that knows anything about liquor laws in the state <laughs> and the city and all the different things you have to have a permit. Oh, yeah. Um, we, um, can just extend our liquor license from our location oh, cool. to the parking lot, but there is an alley Ah. which is city property so it's a whole thing the city oh, council boy. has to approve it yeah. you, know, you have to do all the right which you know you want to be safe and do sure, all the right things sure. so it's a lot of work so i start planning in january and have learned a lot over the years the first year um you know we just kind of had a, a basic party where we um you know we get it we have a tap trailer we work with our distributor house schwan to have a tap trailer so we have all the beer outside everything's outside so we have the beer outside you um just we don't we actually just close the tap room the first mm-hmm. year we, we did it we tried to have both open yeah. and our staff got stuck in here yeah. and then um we actually had to close down the party early because it started raining uh, yeah. <laughs> and so we just it was a lot of back and forth and people were confused we had like plastic cups outside and they were trying to use like glass inside and, ca- and they were trying to sure. carry their beers around the street which they're not supposed to do right and it was just a lot so we learned the next time to just do it all outside we closed the close the tap room for that day so there'll be signs in the window so people don't think we're closed right, but right. it says you know parties around back so everything's outside we have new beers we'll have a dj all day and then we have live music starting at five o'clock awesome um uh, harrison still still is going to kick us off molly neely and rudy love jr uh, we'll play after that and then we have um, uche and the crash is our headliner um, and we'll have food trucks and we do lots of yard games. Um, and we're really trying to, uh, we noticed last year that, uh, the daytime we had a lot of kids, a lot of families. So we want to make it even more family friendly during the day. So we have that kind of family, family vibe during the day. And then like the live music at night, yeah. um, because we do, we open at noon. So it's for, like literally from noon to 11 PM we're out there. That's awesome. So I keep telling people like, I know there's a lot of things going on that day, <laughs> but if you're out and about, you can, you know, find time to stop by. So during the day this year, we're adding 
a character drawer, a face painter. We're going to have um, some great food trucks for lunch and dinner. But in addition to those, we're going to have some ice cream and snow cones. Awesome. Um, you know, some f- just fun things for the kids to do. Lamp House Photo Booth always comes out with the camper. So we have a photo booth, and that's free. We have we have a sponsor, Emprise Bank is uh, sponsoring that. Um, that's something I started last year was getting some sponsors, yeah. which I kind of had a hard time with at first because I have a nonprofit background. So to be a for-profit business asking Uh, people to sponsor that's where we really got the idea that this is a community event this isn't just for us yes this is like we make business that day and it's great but it's a lot of work (laughs) it's a long day for the staff and volunteers but um we want to make this about the community not just about us so um we started doing sponsors to help us so we could have a dj because that's expensive but it's like i need i need somebody 11 hours yeah i need some yeah i need (laughs) somebody to um, you know, lead this. I'm not trying to play music from my phone. You know, I need somebody to MC mm-hmm. this. I want quality. I want a stage. Yeah. I want quality. I want it to be a quality event. So you know, we have to have tables and chairs. We have to, you know, we have to have lights. We have to. Have, there's things it adds that adds up. Yeah. Think, you know, porta potties. There's things that we need so that we can cover. But it's we can make it better if we work work with other other people. And so we started reaching out to um, the you know the our community partners our just like I said, our local, um, you know, our vendors, people yeah. that we can work with. So um, this year, Emprise Bank is sponsoring the the photo booth, so mm-hmm. the lo- their logo will be on there. We have Martin Pringle Laws sponsoring the entertainment, so they'll have nice. a banner on the stage, and that's amazing. That's really cool. Um, and we love, we love them. We love all of our sponsors. Um, Fuzzy's Taco Shop is doing our cups, so we nice. have a little plastic yeah. cups that have our logo and their logo, and so we're kind of, they're going to come out and do some, like, chips and dip Very for cool. a little bit, and we're trying, a new thing this year is having um, if the sponsors want to come out and have like a little um, activity or a table or something, mm-hmm. we're doing that. So we added a neighborhood uh, sponsorship level. So we have um, advanced physical therapy from across the street, um, Wichita Pet Wellness Vet Veterinary Clinic, and um, our, our great friends at Kent AV. They're all sponsoring, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to have some activities. Uh, local legacy um, is doing water, so I have a water tank because yeah. it's very hot usually. <laughs> I was gonna say, stay hydrated. It's a long day. Stay hydrated, and we'll have some fun merch. Um, we're doing a '70s. This is the first year we're gonna do a theme, so we're doing a '70s theme for seven years. So our merch will be '70s theme. That's it's awesome. a, a shake your gnome thing. <laughs> um, we'll have some bandanas and some things that people can get wet. We'll have some. We have some logo fans that we'll be having out there. We have new sunglasses. So we try to get some, and we even have umbrellas, hopefully for shade, not for rain. Yeah. And um, we have some pop-up tents and things like that. So we try to, we try to get, uh, gear our merchandise more towards like things people can use for sure. the, for the, for the heat and being outside all day. But, yeah. um, yeah. So that's kind of like the basics. I know I'm forgetting some things, but we're, um, we also partner with, in addition to the food trucks and all the fun stuff that we're going to have, we also have M&M, M&M Insurance. Um, they always pick a charity to work with, so I'm not sure which one they're doing this year, but they're um, going to be grilling some burgers and hot dogs for lunch, and they always do like a raffle, so nice. sell raffle tickets for some prizes. So they like to get involved too, and um, usually you know, we'll get some of our other neighbors, Piato and Donut Hole and everybody, yeah. to, to do some things that weekend. So um, we have three uh, anniversary beers that we take tap every year um and so we'll kind of be tapping those throughout that week and of course they'll be on we do our boysenberry esb our blood orange pale ale and the matt's melon mayhem which is a um it doesn't have melon in it but it's a uh hop that kind of has a kind of a honeydew flavor and it's a pale ale 
So that sounds awesome. Yeah, we will definitely be coming. I'll have to help promote that and get a lot of people out. That sounds like a really good time. Yes, it's fun. I don't know. Yeah, like it's a yard game. So we do a lot of cornhole and things yeah. like that. And the photo booth will have, you know, like have our you know logo and everything on it and the background's kind of that 70s feel yeah. so first year i know we're like so does this mean we get to do 80s next year <laughs> so we might do that yeah keep it going 90s and then <laughs> i know it's like makes it easy but it just makes it fun i know i'm like if you wear roller skates you might get some some uh free stuff out of it <laughs> there we go yeah we're your skates people but uh yeah so we that just we're awesome, gonna yeah. have something new this year we're gonna have a videographer and a photographer to get some because i've you know i'm Great always idea. running around with my yeah. phone <laughs> trying to oh yeah so you can actually enjoy the party and yes yeah. I get that. That's that is the plan, and like I said, DJ all day, and then we have um, great live music at night, and it's all free. There's no cover. That's awesome. Um, we just want you to come, hang out, drink beer, um, eat some food, listen to music, and just party with us. Perfect. I will definitely be sharing that. That sounds like a really good time. Congratulations! Seven, yeah. seven years is a long time. That's awesome. Yes, thank you. That's really cool. Um, I have some questions I kind of ask everybody, but before I get to that, I had kind of one more question. Um, so we talked about kind of the Wichita flag and the Wichita pride, kind of going up especially like 2015 2016 that time what do you think Wichita needs to do to kind of take the next step because it feels like we're like the startup community or small business community we're like right there but what is it what do we need to do as a community or if you have any ideas yeah that's a tough one yeah I definitely I agree I definitely think we've made it this far with you know getting everybody excited and having that pride now you see the flag everywhere and everybody's Mm -hmm. you know supporting you know, there's murals everywhere and things like that. But I think, yeah, this kind of next phase of we have the, you know, the great baseball stadium. Yeah. We're trying to build up Delano. I just think we have to continue to do what we said we were going to do. I know yeah. COVID put a, put a wrench in things. Sure. I think we're going to, um, you know, we said we were, you know, we were supposed to get some improvements in it. I'm right. located in the Douglas design district and I feel like it gets forgotten a lot. Um, there were supposed to be some improvements here on the on the streets and make it more. Uh, we're trying to make our city more bike friendly, yeah. more walkable, and so I think we need to go back to that. It's not just in Old Town, or it's not just in downtown. It's not just in Delano. We need to we need to bring it all together. Sure. You know, when we do that open streets yeah. event in September, every people just love it. Yeah. You know, I think more things like that. Um, so I think, again, you know, because of COVID, things had changed right. and we've had some, you know, uh, businesses come and go and different things happen. But I think our original plans, we need to, we need to go back to, the, you know, thinking about yeah. what were some of those plans of how. Because I think that is something, you know, people worry about parking. People worry about walking. Yeah. You know, when you go to like Lawrence on Mastery, you park really far away no, sometimes. you have to and walk, walk, yeah. And I think we can, and I don't, I don't know that we're ever going to be, we are kind of, especially the Douglas design district is pretty spread out. So I don't know if we're ever going to be like that where, you know, every store is something you're going to, you're not going to walk down the street and go into every single door. There's different types of businesses and different, you know, but I just think we can have more of that. Um, but we have to make that our priority. And I think we we're making it a priority and some things happen and some things change. And so I think we just need to get back to that of, of, of more walkable, more bikeable, um, that just, and I just always think about open streets, how everybody just loves that. Yes. One um, of the best days. Yeah. And it's a simple thing. You just close, you know, close Douglas down for a few, a few right. hours. I know that's not easy, but if we could do that, think yeah. about more things like that. Oh, that we for can sure. Do. I agree with everything you just said. Absolutely. <laughs> um, what is something you often recommend to people? Music, books, movies, podcasts. What is something oh. you often recommend to people? Um, beer. Yeah, I know. Beer. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I always say our bartenders are our best, uh, like, 
um, advocates for Wichita and like they're they're like your concierge really yeah. um, and so I'm always I'm always talking about local businesses here so mm-hmm. I'm always telling somebody's new to town I'm always telling them oh you have to go here like where are you staying you know oh, Airbnb's over by Revolution oh my gosh let me tell you about yeah. what's going on over there or you know are we or are and it's usually our bartenders but yeah. if I'm here I'm always you know talking about you know, go here where I always let people know where they can find our beer on tap. Um, yeah. It changes a lot because a lot of, um, you know, there's so much great local beer that um, a lot of times we're kind of on a rotator tap, but you yeah. can always find like our HBIC at the Monarch and, yeah. you know, a lot of our restaurants like the Public and mm-hmm. the Anchor and things like that. So <laughs> we're always talking about, oh, you want a good burger, go to Dempsey's. Yeah. So, um, so I think a lot of just other food drinking yeah, establishments sure. and you know, that's, what's great about the brewing community and not everybody realizes that, but we, you know, we, we want you to go to the other breweries too. Right, yeah. We want, we want everybody and we like to go there too. And we brew beer together and we help each other out. And, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Dan at Norton's needed some, um, grain or something. His, he, um, his grain mill like stopped working or something. Mm-hmm. So, and he had to brew the next morning on a Saturday morning. So Tori met him here at 6 a.m. to That's get, awesome. you yeah. know, to get the grain and then we get some like beer out of it, you know, some oh, kind yeah. of trade or whatever. So I think, um, I think that too is, is not, it's, it's unique to our industry. I think a lot of, like I said, small businesses, um, you know, there's a camaraderie there, but yeah. it's even more so. And it's like that a lot of places, but it's not like that everywhere. Breweries right. are not always very, and it kind of depends on the area. Sometimes it's bigger breweries versus the smaller ones. And, you know, if you have a lot in right. your area, but I think we just continue to grow that with not just breweries, but with other, you know, we have a cidery coming, yeah. you know, other like, you know, local wineries, other like, like-minded. Yeah, for sure. Um, industries kombucha things like that so um so always recommending just what people can do here because what i don't want you know we get especially during the week we get a lot of business travelers and stuff that's starting to pick up you know business travel starting to pick up again or people are here to visit friends right. um visit family so especially a weekend like a holiday weekend and as we get into summer we don't want people to think that they that there's nothing to do here because yeah. that's what I used to think growing up. Right. And that's probably what you thought. There's yeah, nothing yeah. to yeah. do here, or you know, I always wonder like when when uh, comedians and like entertainers and people <laughs> come here, they like, and they like play at the Cotillion or something, which is a great venue. But it's like, do they fly in or do they drive in and just right. like stay right here and then they don't do anything? Right, you know, right. it's like trying to get people to you know, it's like if they made it this far. If they yeah. made it in here, then we can recommend. You know, we do the Wicked, yeah, I love that. Yeah. The Wicked Brew Tour starting this summer. With that's a and we partner with Visit Wichita on that, so that's great to just hand that out to people. We always get new people with that. That's a coffee and brewery uh, mm-hmm. uh, like passport thing, and mm-hmm. you can get a shirt. And that's local people love it too. But um, so that's something we we recommend a lot in the summer and. Um, just trying to get, we want them to have the best experience that we, you know, we have local shops and we have the we have the most amazing artisans you know we have a lot of markets and things like that happening every weekend you know nascar park's doing a lot more now so not just in you know our little area but throughout town is is just always constantly you know we have local artists show their art here so um that's another thing i recommend a lot is going out to different galleries and for sure it's not doesn't have to just be first friday or final friday there's a lot of other times that people can enjoy local art because i don't think people think wichita kansas when they think of (laughs) Oh, great no. art, you right, know, right. So. They <laughs> and should, our though. murals, yeah, yeah. And our great murals. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. That's funny. Well, we did, uh, to your point about the kind of the celebrities coming to Wichita, it's like we do have Harrison Ford's stamp of approval. So at least <laughs> yes. we've got that going for us. Yes. So, um, what is your favorite failure in any aspect of your life? 
Oh, man. It's a heavy one. Ooh, that's a tough one. That's something if you don't, have, don't I, put you, I put you on about. the spot, so. I actually, um, I mentioned I worked at Girl Scouts. Actually, um, there was some reorganization, and they um, did away with my position, and so I actually lost mm. my job there, and that was... Uh, right when we opened, yeah. <laughs> right when we opened, it was like, you know, six months after or something. And Tori had just left his job yeah. <laughs> and that made that hard decision. Um, but I think it pushed me. I ended up, you know, getting another job after that and, sure. and working for another couple of years. But it made me stop and think, you know, can we do this? This was a huge risk. Right. Um, it made me get more involved in the business and get out. So that's when we like joined the chamber and joined Visit yeah. Wichita because I was like, well, I'm I'm not doing anything right now. I was like, you know, job looking for jobs and interviewing. Right. But um, so I think it's I don't I don't know if I ever would have got to that point. I don't know if I ever because when we first started, I was not involved in the day to day. Our first like carrier Rangers like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you heard article that was like two years before we opened or something where Tori she like called Tori and he's like in his car or something <laughs> and just gave like the you know basic information. Sure. But it was that it was it, you know, we were both owners together. We're fifty fifty owners, but yeah. I was not gonna be a part of the day to day. Right. I was still gonna like work sure, <laughs> so sure. that he could be, you know, and then this was just gonna be like my I'll, I'll just, you know, do the posting and take the pictures and, right. um, and then it ended up being so much more. And I realized how much I loved it. I always loved doing events. I always loved marketing. I always, you know, I, I loved working with, you know, we started doing more, um, when we could start doing more, you know, charitable giving and, and things like that, working with artists. That's kind of when all that started when I had this like time to like, think about what, what do I contribute to this? Right business and this is before I was known as the HBIC (laughs) this is just like you know Tori's making this beer he's making the product but then I got to thinking this is when people were starting to call it the gnome this is when we started to have regulars and this is where we started to be packed on the on a Saturday night and we had uh, started having live music and and supporting a lot of the local artists and things coming in and it made me realize that the beer is really just the byproduct the real product was a community in this little little cozy cozy space that not you know we didn't do this our our staff and our customers and you know Wichita did this I love that that, that might be the <laughs> intro quote for this yeah. that was awesome <laughs> um, what is your definition of success I think doing something when you feel like you're doing something well and you're having fun doing it so it may be a job it may not be a job it may be something you know you're doing for fun mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to have anything to do with money. It doesn't have to have anything to do with um, your status, winning awards, things like that. Just, just what you feel like what you're doing, that you're doing the right thing and you're having fun with it. Yep, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, so now just a couple kind of Wichita-specific questions. What is your favorite part of Wichita or what is a hidden gem in Wichita? Ooh, gosh, I feel like we have a lot of hidden gems. Thinking about what I recommend to people, mm-hmm. um, we just have, you know, t- t- talking about just like tourism and the, the things that we have here. We, again, we don't think of Wichita as like a, you know, high tourist right, right. <laughs> attraction, but we have amazing museums. So that's something I think we have a, a you know, our aviation museum, I think, is a real hidden gem. Like a lot of our museums, a lot of local people haven't even been to. We have great art museums. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a museum, world treasures, exploration place is just the cool. I mean, we had, we had our nieces and nephews from, um, our niece and nephew from Kansas city 
area come visit last summer and we took an exploration place and we yeah. got a really cool like behind the scenes tour at the zoo that's cool and uh just you know just wore them out went to took them to all the things and then when they left they're like this is the best vacation ever <laughs> and that was high praise because they had just gone to florida like a few weeks that's before awesome, that yeah. so to the beach so you know it's just i think um our attractions here um and the things that we have, you know, beyond just the eating and the drinking sure. and the things I mentioned before, but like our art, our culture, we have a lot more here than um, I think a lot of people think about. So I think I'm, I'll probably think of a better answer about no, it. But we have a lot answer. of yeah. we have a lot of little hole in the wall places. We have business, and it's not just you know it's it's not just the ones that people write books about. You know, I think there's there's a lot of really great great things here, and you just have to dig. But um, but yeah, but there and there are great books about you sure. can you can check out you know Watermark Books is a great local bookstore that they have a whole section of like local authors and I feel like we keep cool, seeing yeah. more books about um, you know eating and drinking in yeah. Wichita or things to do in Wichita or um, so definitely I I recommend checking that kind of stuff out because that's where you're going to find some of those those hidden gems oh for sure yeah. and speaking of which um, I can't remember her last name for some reason but Vanessa yes she just released 100 things to do in Wichita before yes. you die so there's another one people can go check yes. out if you need a list of them I know that's a new one I think we're I think we're mentioned we're gonna be nice. um, I need to go I, I, need to, I haven't got it yet so I know I haven't got it yet either I need to get the but we're gonna do a book signing here this summer so super excited Vanessa's been a customer for a while but yeah that's a great example of um, you know people are wanting to share those hidden gems so definitely check that out absolutely is there anything you wish Wichita had that it doesn't? Or what would you improve about Wichita? You kind of mentioned a little bit with the uh, Douglas Design District, but what, mm-hmm. what would you improve about Wichita? And please don't say Cheesecake Factory, because that's what no. half, half the guests have said. So. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we do not need any Not to shout anybody. Not no, the, not, I mean, I, you know, the chains have their place, right? No, I think, you know, everybody wants to build things around the river. I would just like to see, I would just like to see more local presence in some of our some of our areas that we're developing that I just feel like we're we we come up short a lot so I'm going to give an example of like Union Station mm-hmm. um, we thought this was like this whole thing was starting that it was just going to be full of local uh, businesses and it doesn't all have to be like restaurants I right. mean a little shops and it doesn't yeah. mean that there can't be a few chains or insurance companies or you know law offices or whatever in there too just you know you have to pay the bills right Right. i mean you have to to do that but i think we thought it was going to be like other cities and we do have some great local businesses and some great things going on there but it just isn't where you know i know covid and everything is you know part of that but it just isn't where it needs to be yeah and i think we're we see that with the river you know we thought we were going to have this and it might be that way someday but it, it seems like it's chalking up to be more chains or more you know it's you gotta you know have the money to be able to to do that and um and if you're trying to promote it's for local businesses i mean local local businesses just aren't going to be able to pay that you know the amount that like a larger corporation can so i just think we have this vision for what we want these great spaces to be or you know i'm not going to get into the century two debate but (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i do put people on the spot but i won't do that to you (laughs) You know, whatever you want to do with that, we just we we just need to do it. We need to figure out what it is, yes. and we just we just stop short a lot. And I know these things take time, but 
it just we stop short a lot on what our potential. I think no, we have I, great yeah, potential, and we just don't reach it a lot of times. And it's like, oh, good old Wichita. We sh- probably should have done this. We probably should have made Interest Bank Arena a little bit bigger so we could do host more events, or we should have done. Yeah. You know, it's always you know those little things. Yeah. Not that those things aren't great, but you know, we love the arena. We love the, we love yeah. the th- the prog. We've made progress, but we could do so much more. And I think sometimes we. And I know it takes money. <laughs> I know it takes time. And I know there's a lot of politics and everything else involved. But yeah. we just need to keep dreaming bigger. And and, the, and we have the ideas and, like, actually implement them. And yeah. then I think, I think we can get there. And we got to get some of these people that don't want to do those things need to get out of the way because yeah. the younger people are, are, yeah. are rising up in their companies and they're, they're rising up as leaders and they're, you know, running for office. And we're seeing kind of a shift in some of that. And we just, people just, if they're not going to, not going to be here to make things better. They just need to get out of the way. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I have two comments on that. The century two, it's like, I don't care. Like I'm fine with tearing it down. If we have a better, something better to replace it, and I'm also fine with keeping it if we have a good plan to renovate it. But it's like, just make a decision. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to take 15 years to complete anyway. So it's like, yeah. we just need to get started before my kids are having kids. Like, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get that on the move. And then second, uh, unionization. Like, I've, I've, I guess I've never heard, like, what the full plan was. But it's like, mm-hmm. Jenny Don is, like, holding down the corner over there. And we need to help her out. Let's get some more businesses. I always think of how cool it would be, like, yeah, if there was, again, it doesn't have to be restaurants. But, yeah. like restaurants all the way from like the kitchen over to Ginny Don. That would be awesome if all those places were filled. And I'm pretty sure Cargill thought that that's what was going to happen when they went in there. You know, it was like, oh, we had all this buzz and it's just, and again, I don't really know that that was the original plan, but I think we all thought it was going to be that's, like, it's what it that's seems what other like. cities yeah, Right. Exactly. Are, yeah. Know? Like, uh, we went to Kansas Denver City one time and, and yeah. yeah, it was a similar, it was like St. the whole Louis union station or whatever is filled with yeah. awesome restaurants and stuff. It's like, why can't we just do yeah, that? Like, Cause it's so cool. In right. There. It's so you know, cool. We want to use it and I think it's a great idea, but yeah, whatever that is, I just, yeah. I just think we have to keep, like I said before, we just, we have some ideas and some things in place or we've even voted on things right. and we've had lots of, <clears throat> Discussions and roundtables yep, and yep. <laughs> all the things, and we just need to we just need to do it. Yep. And I think we just and I know that other cities are that way too. But I think we just we get scared or whatever the reason. We just think that we're not we're not at that level. And Wichita is never. And I mean, it's like that with our industry. I mean, we have a lot of we've had a lot of opportunities to get more than just the aircraft industry or just, you know there's right. other things we have lots of land we have lots of space for people to build yeah. you know where other cities don't have that space for other types of manufacturing and other opportunities and we need to be able to you know whatever whatever the reasons that those aren't happening we need to be able to get past that and that's yep. why i think we have people that might just be in the way <laughs> that need yeah. to get out of the way mm-hmm. i agree last question what does wichita mean to you home <laughs> nailed it all right <laughs> i love it we don't even have to go on that's perfect uh where can people find more about you more about hopping no more about the party yeah so definitely we're all over social media so we actually have a facebook event for the anniversary party where i'm like constantly putting updates and thanking sponsors and giving little like sneak peeks on mm-hmm. things so it's called gnome anniversary uh i think cheers to 
Seven Groovy Years. It probably has a long name, but if you just look up No, no Anniversary Party, it should pop up for okay. you. It's also on our, you know, on our Facebook page listed under events. Um, and then Instagram's great. We're always doing uh, posting there stories. Um, you can message us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we're also on Twitter. We're also on TikTok. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, I'm dabbling with TikTok, and so I've been sharing some of those as reels on yeah. Instagram um, and having some fun with that. So if you're on TikTok, definitely follow. I, we try to do something a little bit different with TikTok where we're not... Um, I mean, sometimes I post about different beers. Sure. We did the Ope video. That was fun. But uh, usually it's just fun. It's yeah. not. I'm not trying to sell anybody anything yeah. on there. I don't know. You know, I, for legal reasons, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of the young people are on TikTok. I don't sure. want to be just selling. You know, it's, right. anybody can look at it. It's just fun stuff. Yeah. Um, and so follow us there. And then, yeah, we're, we'll keep posting more about the event. And we just hope to see everybody on June 25th. Sounds good. We will see you then. Stacey, this was fun. Thank you. Oh, and hoppinggnome.com. Perfect. <laughs> Our I'll, website. I'll share all of Everything's this. on there too. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wichita Life Podcast. Check us out on social media at Wichita Life ICT or our website, wichitalifeict.com. Huge thanks to Jake B for editing and producing our podcast. Have a good one, and we'll see you next time.